God, I just ask that you would give me the strength. Give me the understanding. Speak to your people who are called by your name. People who you ask God to humble themselves. To seek your face. To pray. And to turn from their wicked ways. God, this is my prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all for being here today. Uh, I, I was I was geeked up when I got here. I've had a busy 24 plus hours. I was having the opportunity of preaching for two of my friends, uh, one who is leaving the city uh, for a new assignment in Florida. Um, thought enough of me to ask him to fill in for him as he is transitioning out. And then uh, another friend of mine uh, who went on sabbatical uh, called on me to um, preach for him this morning. Me and Nicole and Terrence went and uh, held it down in uh, Z. Uh, and I came in and I was, I was really excited because uh, we, we as a body of believers are truly blessed. Those of you that are here at the common, the to the common. We, we are really blessed. Um, and, uh, me and Karen talked about it driving here. Sometimes you have to go away from home to really appreciate how good home is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I am, I am grateful to all of you who find your way here Sunday after Sunday or those of you that come on Sunday, miss a Sunday, you still come back on another Sunday. I'm grateful for all of you. For uh, uh, it is a, a beautiful thing. And we have a we have an amazing church. Uh, body of people. We are the church. Um, but our, our body is so gifted. Um, have some amazing women and men of the faith. Um, right now one of our own is Barbara in Atlanta teaching um, because of her gift and her call to serving the women who are abused in relationships. Uh, we just have a lot of gifted women and men got on the shirt that Taylor made for me. Let me tell you that. Let you Taylor made a shirt for me today. We got some gifted folks you know, um, that uh, God has really blessed this body with. Uh, the disservice is if you are part of this body and we don't know your gift, your gift is needed. For the work we do. Yeah. It's just, all it requires is you and your faithfulness to the work uh, for God to use you. Uh, so I am grateful. Breaking that to me up, though, I went from excited to just, I just want to fall prostrate and start crying. Uh, <laughs> still thankful to God for just not as being, not on that excited thing. Like, God, did you really do that for me, Lord? So uh, that, that's where we are. We are uh, in a series um, that we kicked off last Sunday, uh, entitled The Simple Life. Uh, this series is going to be very challenging, especially for my, for my young adults, because I'm going to challenge your theology in this series. Uh, we come from a time and a context where a lot of our dreams and aspirations are our dreams and aspirations and not necessarily God our plans and ideas are not 
God's plan cannot be their own. Because we live in a time where we all want to succeed. We all want to be successful. And there's nothing wrong with the desire for being successful. Nothing wrong with the desire. The issue is when you are in the desire. Say that again. The issue is when it's you in the desire. And that is not a God-given desire. Because here's the unsettling part for a lot of us. Anytime that you, if you want to be real, anytime you get in it, you mess it up. And that's why we should all surrender our will and our ideas to God because it's the one for sure thing in life. And so, it's, it's going to be challenging. So if you would, go with me. Um, DJ, what did I give y'all? Because God is funny. He flipped this thing on me, y'all. While I'm in the back. Uh, DJ, pull up whatever I gave you. This is, God is, this is the part where God is talking, so I got I to follow. Um... <coughs> There's a, there's a story in the Bible. I'm going to get COVID when I was in the day, so I'm going to need somebody to read um, so this can make sense. Somebody find 1 Kings 11 for me. I hope to get to this part, but I don't know if I will. 1 Kings chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. As soon as somebody finds it, just start, read verse 1 and 2 for me. Doesn't matter what the person is. Wait a minute, you know, we got to do a good code. Where did my phone? Read! That's what they used to say. you got you got what I'm Read! And the Lord said. That's a big King Solomon loved many foreign women in addition to Pharaoh's daughter. A Moabite, an Ammonite, Edomite, a Sidonite, and Hittite women from the nations about which the Lord had told the Israelites, you must not intermarry with them and they must not intermarry with you because they will turn your heart away to follow their God. Stop right there. Stop right there. That's a that's good moment right there. What was the last thing it said? It will do what to your heart? Turn your heart. This thing that I want to deal with y'all on for this series is about your heart. See, we live in a world and we live in a time where everything is either about the mind or the physical body. If you got a problem with the physical you, you do what? What do you do to change? Work out with us. Change the way you need, right? And for a lot of us, watch this. We will stress the physical look to the point where we deprive ourselves of the necessary nutrients that are required for our bodies to exist. But we'll go even further than that. We will read a gang of books with the hope that the books will help us realize or come to know 
what it is we need to know. This series is going to challenge you if that's you. Because here's what the Bible says to you. Your mind must be renewed and your body goes back to the dust. A mind that has to be changed. So watch this. If you're a church person who thinks you know it all, the Bible tells you you don't know it all. And so if you try to get intellectual with me about degrees and theology, the reality is there's a portion or a part of you that for God means more than that. Now that thing is called the heart. And this is what God really messes up, Brittany. He says, out of the heart, though, come your issues. Wait a minute, God. You mean to tell me that the thing that you are most concerned with is filled with issues? The thing that you want to return to you. Got problems? Watch this. I need everyone in here who may not know to know this. When the Bible speaks about your heart, it's not talking about the red thing inside your chest cavity that beats. He is talking about the essence of you. The spirit man within you that God, watch this, breathed into existence. You were so valuable to God that he gave you his breath. In his breath, watch this, it is so amazing that you can't see it. And so in order to figure it out, you have to be connected to it. How can a deep-minded person connect to breath? Let y'all ponder on that, all y'all deep folks. Well, you know, Broderick, I read um, Red in the Dark. You know, that man has the ability to do, you know, so, so and so. And then watch this. Keep your little saying stuff like this. Broderick, you know, the new mouth says such and such and such and such. Here's how God slaps us in the face. What makes sense to you don't make sense to God. Paraphrase. What is wise in this room is not wise to God. As far as the heaven is from the earth is how far you and I are from God. So in that reality, for those of you who don't like to go through spiritual disciplines and don't like to go to church regularly and don't believe in community and discipleship, you are failing to be the essence of what God needs you to be daily. Because your mind is focused on building you. Think about it for a second. Your reason for doing what you're doing from the mind it was conceived from was so that you could benefit from it. Don't lie, shame the devil. We can be morally correct though. Watch this guy, but no, Broderick, no. I want to do this and I want to help people, Broderick. I know that's what God gave me. How do you know it's God when you don't practice the four disciplines? A discipline that says you have to meditate on his word day and night. 
discipline that says you have to pray to him continuously. If you pray to God partially, how well connected are you to him spiritually? All of my deep thinking folks. Now let me get on the exercise bit. What good is your working out for God? What good is your six pack? What good is your size four or five waist? In the work in which God called you to. Well, I, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm, in the, I'm in the gym, Robert, and I mean, people know me. But do they know the one who breathed life into you? When you work out, are you working out and sharing the gospel while you're there? Most of us, if we were to be honest, and I talk about myself, I ain't talking about nobody else. When I work out, I ain't trying to talk to nobody. I put on my headset. I go and get on that bike. I'm trying to. I'm looking at the clock like, come on, ten minutes. I need this thing to carry up and wrap up. I hit the bunch of boxes. I hit the bag, the weight bag, and I'm like, about two minutes, Justin. About two minutes, thirty seconds. I'm like, woo! I got another thirty seconds. The workout experience in itself for your body is a weight. And if, watch this, if your reason for going there was so that you could look better, tell me where the gospel is in that. Yeah. Now, I'm about to mess you up because y'all gonna say, Brock's so big, all they kicking on top, you stuff and stuff. I got you. Watch this. Got you. Let me find it. In Timothy, it says this. First Timothy 4 and 8, watch this. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of a value in every way. As it holds promise, watch this, for the present life and also the life to come. Oh, wait a minute. My godliness hinges on my forever. If my focus, though, is on a temporal, watch this, body that literally will go away, should I really be that focused? But I can get balanced, brother. You know, I, I agree with you on that. You can. But if we were to be honest, most of us don't have balance. We don't pray for real. Now here's the challenge of prayer. Prayer means more than you. You don't impress God because every day you get up and talk to God about you. What you going through, what you been dealing with, where you been at, who ain't been reminding you, who ain't been telling you, oh, uh, you ain't benefiting God in that conversation because watch this in his foreknowledge of you as a person he already knows the issue the prayer language should change because watch this out of you comes an issue out of you comes an issue God me and you need to talk about my issue because whatever it is that's in you that caused the issue is the thing that God wants to talk to you about 
one simple question. Can it be so simple, Broderick? Can the disciplines be that simple? Can I just get up one day and drop on my knees and pray? Can I, Broderick? Can I just walk away from the table and don't eat chicken for seven days, Roger, and hear from God for real, Roger? Can, can it be that way? For real, Roger? Let me help you. No, it is not that simple. It's not. Because in you and I is this little thing called sin. Paul talks about it in the book of Romans when he says that in me is this fight between two members. A side of me that wants to do God's will and another side of me that wants to go against it. If my focus is on me, then I'm already losing the fight. If my focus is on the tangible successes of life, then I've already lost the fight. Because even in me, watch this, being career driven and doing the moral thing by taking care of people, we end up doing this thing called toxic charity. Where all you do is buy food, feed folks, buy air conditions, fix cars, Give him $20 to hold him to next Thursday. When your re the reality of your Christianity says that it's not enough for you to just keep giving them tangible things. The relationship between you and them ought to produce an offering that according to Paul is wholly unacceptable unto God. Now, if that be the case, all of your tangible accomplishments are not offerings that make God happy. They satisfy you. God wants us to be in relationship, man and woman. That's what he wants. But even in that good thing, we can mess it up. Because for some of us, especially men, we can make one woman more than she really should be. We can wake up one day, see her, and God be like, she would. Hey girl, she the water. She the apple of my eye. She just <laughs> And we spend the next 30 days on a mission. Because right. you know we only do 30 days, God. After 30 days, child, we revert back to the old way. Don't even ask me up. She came by. Men will focus on a woman because she's the one. Get in. Get comfortable with, hang out with, spend the time with. And at some point, the inner part of the man becomes bored. Because now it's wondering, where is the it at? I thought it was her looks. I thought it was her accomplishment. I thought it was because she had that nice figure. I thought it was her hair. I thought it was her eyes. I thought it was her makeup. I thought it was, I thought it, I thought it. And all of a sudden, you're like, and then. And so then you do the real man thing. Maybe that you don't dare. Hey, you. You look like you it. 
And the problem in the story that I'm telling you right here is that neither person, the man who thought the woman was it, or the woman who is it, knows their biblical purpose. The woman of faith, watch this, is supposed to be the helpmate. She is the strength in which God intended for a man to have on behalf of God. Let me say that again. The strength that God intended to be his strength on his behalf. How can you stand for God on his behalf if you don't spend time with God? help your marriage when you don't pray to God about your marriage? How can you sustain life when you don't read the word of God that gives you clarity about life? It is a heart issue, y'all, that out of me and you, it comes forward. And whether you are male or female, God expects the same thing. But this is where we mess up at. In our ignorance, we don't know the simple things that God puts in our conversation every day. Give you an example. Mercy. 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 Go to church 1,500 years. Still don't know what mercy is for real. Mercy, by definition. Well, I, I feel like I, I, I was gonna do it. I'm gonna ask somebody. Mercy, watch this. Is God holding back His hand of wrath against you? That's His mercy. Okay. It's a compassion and a pity that's given from God to you. In the disciplines, in the practice of the discipline, the opportunity of reading God's scripture allows for you to get greater understanding of how mercy works. Most of us think that mercy, again, is just about us. And if we do apply mercy to other people, it depends on how we feel about them. But you walk in mercy every day. You act like God's supposed to give you mercy every day. How do you say that, Roger? Just watch your track. Record, mileage, footsteps, whatever you want to follow. Mercy says to the deep mental church person, you are strong, be there for the weak. You are rich, be there for the poor. You can see, give guidance to the blind. That's mercy. But we come from a culture and a context that will say, well, I really don't know them like that. So, bro, I just, I ain't got that much mercy in me, child. I mean, bride red, too. She looks funny anyway. I mean, she got bad attitudes. But we'll sit in the place where we can grow in our faith and ignore mercy every day. But you expect mercy when you're in yours. Amen. 
Let him. Let's deal with the women for a second. Then I'm talking about deal with the woman stuff too many times. I'm going to jump on this because women tend to do this. You act like you've had it together your whole life. Like every relationship you was in, you did it the right way. Like, like everybody you talked to, you was true to it. You, you act like you did it all the time. God sends a post with a man in it. Just trying to figure some things out. You sitting in the water like, I'm drowning, ain't no man here to love me. Dude pull up in a boat this raggedy. Shout out to the boat. I need a boat with some things on it. I mean, you got no kind of lifeguard with you. I mean, is, this a, is it a rowboat? No, baby, I need a rowboat. Shout out to the boat. Shout out Give that, give that sport back to God. 
Be like Samuel's mama. Samuel's mama went down on her knees and prayed and said, God, bless me with a child. When the child was born and she had taken it through the process, she went back to God and said, God, here it is, it's yours. How many of you young millennials are willing to take the dream that's in you and give it back to the God who gave it to you? in relationships male and female with somebody and willing to give God the thing that your inner body yearns to have which is companionship give the relationship back to God so that it can honor God in all that we intended to do. How many of us are willing to do it for real? Can it be simple? No. Can't be. Because in you is an issue that has to be worked through in time. Yeah. Yeah. In time. 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 Yeah. time. Goodness gracious, bro. But I ain't got enough time. And here's where the grind comes from. I ain't got enough time in the day, Broderick. That's why I'm out here on the hustle and the play. Because I got to get this money. I got to get this dream. It's only 24 hours in a day. And I'm sacrificing every day to make my dream a reality. But the reality is your dream is causing you more nightmares than it is yours. And watch this. Be simple, biblical homie. This is where most of us get tripped up in the whole Ten Commandments piece. Read to you last week and God said, don't put, you know, nothing before me. That was clear. Can't get around that because it's just the truth. But here's that sin that nobody pays attention to. On the Sabbath, rest to give God honor. Every day you're doing something. Every day you're busy. Every day you're filling out something. Every day you're riding somewhere. And God flat foot asks you, be still. And in the ignorance of us, watch this, the ignorance of us shows just how insane we are with our decisions. My people, the Bible says, are destroyed because of their lack of knowledge. The if nothing else, can you do it accordingly, gives you that one day for you to sit your butt still and pray to him, meditate on him, learn of him, and give up something on behalf of him. Now, make that your practice for about a good month and a half. Watch how different you are. Because again, God never intended for any of us in here to be stressed. But I got to help y'all with something. Because being deep-minded folks. Well, that's probably why, that's why sometimes I take a break from church. That you can't use that. I need to break from God. No, you can't use that. Because watch this. The reason behind God creating this was so that He could bring you out of your little private kingdom and bring you into into the beauty of His fellowship with those who like you going through some issues. By yourself, you don't know God's hand is able to change anything or anybody. Because while you by yourself in your little house. You keep looking at the same mess. So there's no manifestation to God killing. Because you stuck on stupid. That's the reason for discipleship. If I'm in relationship and community with other believers, I find out, Brittany, that I ain't alone. Then, in me not being alone, 
I find strength because while it may be ten of us that's raggedy, it's one of us that got it. Y'all, let me testimony a moment. Let me hold you for a second. Love this testimony. This is what true leadership, shepherd, discipleship does. Got a call this week or a text this week. Um, one of our own portions. Is Portia still here? She walked out. She gone. Okay. One of our, not that Portia, so no, we got we got Portia and then we got two other Portia. Um, we got a lot of Portia. Anyway, one of our young Portia's. Uh, not Porsche, Porsche. Remember that. It's not that Porsche. Not the teacher Porsche. This is a this is a this is a 19 year old Porsche. So when you see her, just give her a high five because I'm about to tell a testimony. And her connecting to community through Jatoma, right? Through her going through community on Tuesday, Porsche, who works two jobs and don't make a lot of money. Realize within her an inner call to be different. Not just different in relationships, though, Dion. Because that's a process. She came to me and she said, That's me. Help me understand tired. Keep in mind, one of her checks ain't a whole lot of money. And it's some of us who get two checks. And that's fun. This baby get one, two checks, but one of them is real little. It's the kind you just be like, child, God know my heart. <laughs> but she asked the question because of the relationship with the fellowship that made her realize that if I'm going to offer God my life for real, it doesn't just begin with me changing my relationship choices. It requires me being obedient to what he wrote in his word. Black folk girls do not shout when you start talking about money, baby. And my people, my leaders be like, Roger, you gotta tell these folks about the money. Yes. And I don't want to talk about the money, girl. But it's like the Ten Commandments. It's a request on God that you think is not a request. It's an expectation on God that you think is a request. It's optional if I do that. The mindset of optional thinking in the faith lets you know that you have no discipline. Portia said, how do I do it? Pastor B, I ain't got a lot. But this little I got, I need to get it. That ain't nothing. I got another testimony. Watch this. So, everybody knows Cynthia over there, right? I always got a good Cynthia testimony, y'all, because she just keep growing and growing and growing. So, watch how God works if you are obedient. Dallas, stand up. Watch God. How long you been in? Year and a half. Two years ago, I started discipling Cynthia. Stand up. And my relationship with Dion, I'm connected to Okay? Dion is aware of me discipling Cynthia. She knows that Cynthia, in her new discipleship, said, I'm going to do downline. Dion is impressed because everybody who knows Cynthia from the past, child, the fact that she's going to anybody's Jesus school is a child. <laughs> I can't even say I can't even say I can't even say 
If you ain't got an instructor in the box room, in the hot room with you, beating on you, telling you what you need to do, telling you how to pick it up, then you ain't going to do it. My point to all of y'all is that when you come on Sunday, you come for the sole purpose of me being your trainer, telling you that you need to pick up your body, you need to drop on your knees, you need to fast like you can hope to. you need to give up those things that God told you to come out of. Why? Because I'm your trainer. And in this hot box, there's a whole lot of folks like you want to shed some pounds, want to let go some things. But thank you, Ted, because you blessed me this week. You gotta be willing to get in the hot room with me. And what I learned from my daughter Jessica is you got to be willing to do it every day if that means you got to do it every day so you can lose what it is you're trying to let go. Everybody on your feet. All my deep theological people, I'm sorry I didn't ask to come from a verse in exegetic text. 